Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, Sunshine, and welcome to a special edition of the State of the Union podcast. On this State of the Union podcast, we have a, a special guest. Uh, my friend, I'm, I'm proud to call her my friend. I'm proud to call her my colleague. The one, the only, the great, Heyo Heather O'Reilly. And she is coming to us from Dublin over there in the uh, Republic of Ireland. Uh, all right, so here's what happened. Heather O'Reilly, about three years ago, retired. Okay, retired from soccer after an incredible career, gold medals, World Cups, in incredible success at the professional level. She says, that's it. Uh, I've done all that I can. Now, Heather and I have absolutely nothing in common when it comes to winning, okay, with all of her medals and all of her trophies and stuff like that. But one thing we do have in common is we took a sabbatical. We took a step away from the game, and then we decided we're coming back. We come to find out last Thursday that the great Heather O'Reilly has returned to the game of soccer, okay? She has things that have been left undone. She has things to do. She has boxes to check. The great Heather O'Reilly joining us from Dublin. Heather, why are you in Dublin, Ireland? <laughs> Thanks, Lex. I can't wait to, to also talk about all the things that we don't have in common. But um, I'll, I'll try to focus. Yes, I'll try that. to focus. So, uh, yeah, Lex, as you know, I am a passionate being. It is what has driven me in my life and my career. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it works against me. Okay. <laughs> but it makes me who I am. And so, uh, like you said, I hung on my boots in 2019. I feel like I was like, I was like this orange that had just been squeezed out. There was a few drops left, but I was like, you know what? There's a few drops left, but that's good because my, my body feels okay. My mind is good. I have this preservation of the love of the game in a good place sort of thing. But there was a few drops left. Anyways, so I had uh, my two kids again, check the box. And then... Uh, a couple of months ago, I played in Soccer Aid, which for anybody that doesn't know, it was a big fundraiser, played in London for UNICEF, and Mr. Arsene Wenger was my manager. And we had a couple training sessions. I'm playing with like the likes of Bolt and Carly Lloyd and Shevchenko and your former teammate, colleague, employee, Robbie Keane. I'm not sure what uh, his title would have been under you. <laughs> Um, and we're having a blast, but after one of the training sessions, well, Arson was very impressed with Carly's play, by the way, but he also says, Heather, you are still very good. I am very impressed. You should still play. And I was pretty, um, flattered, but I said, yeah, thank you. Like still feel pretty good. Had a, had a long career, 
um, hung him up, but I appreciate you saying that. And he goes, well, you should, do, you should still play. Why not? And I said, well, I haven't actually played in Champions League. It has been this thing that has kind of, quite frankly, pissed me off through the years. And he's like, you should do it. And so it was sort of in my mind that, okay, if Arsene Wenger thinks that I still got it, maybe I still got it. And um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a competitor. So this thing was like, I had played World Cups, Olympics. When I went over to Arsenal, they were in third the year before. So we didn't make Champions League. So when I went over there, I was a little bit bummed out that I wouldn't play Champions League football. But like you said, Alexi, I've done a lot of things. It was okay. I wasn't going to lose sleep over it. However, I did say, they're not in Champions League right now, but maybe that will be a goal for me to, to get them back to Champions League football with my, you know, my influence and my leadership. And then we got third again when I was there. So I feel like, uh, yeah, I felt disappointed in that, to be honest. Um, the last couple of months of my tenure at Arsenal were difficult for me. I feel like I was homesick for the first time in my life. Like I wasn't myself. Um, so I left there, like not content with my European journey, came back to the NWSL and had a great year and a half, one ton of things with North Carolina courage. But anyways, this European dream sort of was left untied up. And then Arsene Wenger came along with that encouragement. And I said, you know what? I'm going to freaking play Champions League football. I'm going to do this. And my husband was kind of on board. He, you know, he knew what he knew what he was getting when he married me. So he was kind of on board. And as you know, Lexi, we were part of this group over in Zurich and the next 90. And I'm telling everybody about uh, these hopes and dreams of mine and playing Champions League football. And they were like, Heather, if you want to play Champions League football, you can do it. So we pulled up the UEFA website and we looked at a couple options. And here we are playing uh, in the land of my ancestors with Shelbourne FC. So they won the Irish League last year. Um, obviously, the league has a ways to go to to sort of meet its counterparts in England. The the Irish league is essentially right now set up, from what I can see, almost like a feeder system to the FA Women's Super League right now. So if you have any dreams of going professional, you essentially go to England. But maybe by me coming here, that will change, and that's the hope. All right. So unfinished business. I, I I totally get that. You mentioned Shelburne FC over there. Uh, they finished first last year. They're sitting in first uh, uh, right now, um, defending champs and into Champions League. By the way, uh, that first Champions League possibility for you, because listen, I know you're the great Heather O'Reilly, but you know there's a coach and there's a team and there's an established dynamic there. And you got in as a substitute in the uh, in the first game this past weekend, uh, even though that was a loss. It's, like I said, this team is still in first place. Your first uh, Champions League game will be August 18th against a team from Slovenia. All right. So I hope that you get that opportunity to check that uh, that box at that time. Was there any and look, you you mentioned your personality and it's it's incredible. um, You know, the the competitive fire that you have and the spirit um, and the positive way you think about yourself and the world and the game is something that that I love. But was there was there ever a part of you when you came back that said, this it might not be what I think it's going to be. I might not be able to do it in the way that I want to do it or the way that I did it in the past. Or that, I mean, look, you are a, 
a older woman in the game, all right? And you're coming back and you're being dumped into a team and you know that team dynamics, all that. Was there any of those worries in terms of coming back? Well, Lexi, just like yourself, I pour self-belief just out of out of my uh, my pores, <laughs> I guess. I don't sweat. I, I just leak out self-belief every step of the way. So um, I, I feel like I have um, a good awareness of my ability, even at 37 years old. It's been a little while since I played like a full field game. You know, there was a difference between playing five aside uh, lunchtime league in Chapel Hill and playing, you know, proper 11 aside football. So um, I, I, I was interested how those first couple of practices and games are going to go. I played 30 minutes the other day. We all want to be losing, which um, not a great start in terms of um, the vibe of, of me arriving. But what can you do? We have... Uh, I just stepped off the red eye flight the day before. So, um, do I think that it might be? A, I think the way you're asking me, Lex, is like, is there a chance that this is a letdown? And I think in my you know personal journey of being a footballer and even just a human being, like I did have a lot of sort of anxiety towards the end of my career about like hanging my boots up like i think i was you know parsing that identity from from being an athlete and being a player and there was a lot of stress about like i don't know i guess my life after being a footballer um and then it happened and it was more it was easier i think than i anticipated it i think there was a lot of stress in anticipating it and so now i feel like I feel liberated in a way because I'm just like, I don't have to do this. Like my life, like I have a wonderful family. I have a career at UNC, a career obviously doing some TV work with the likes of yourself. Like, you know, I'm getting paid zero, free 99, free 99 to come here and play. So for me, it, it is very liberating. That's just like, I don't need this. My career doesn't need it, but I want to, and I want to play. And it's something that I always wanted to do. And it like might seem crazy to some people. Um, I think that it raised a lot of eyebrows um, in terms of, you know, career steps and, and things like that. But it didn't matter to me because this was about me. And this was about something that bothered me. Like I said, I feel like I had some unfinished business and, um, and whether it, it, it itches the scratch, like you're, like you're saying, I don't know. But like, might as well try, and why not? And like, let's go for it. Well, listen, uh, I have seen firsthand doubt Heather O'Reilly at your own peril. Uh, and you know, I can remember you know, working with you at, uh, at World Cups and seeing you uh, going out and training on parks and different places. And you know, if you set your mind to do something, I have no doubt that you will do it. And I think the game is better for having you back, even if it's just for a, you know, a, a short period of time. I hope that you get to check that box. Uh, I know we don't have you for a long time, but I wanted to ask you, because one thing that you mentioned is part of this is you know, hopefully an ability to bring up all ships uh, to have an impact, whether it's with your team, whether it's with the league and whether it's with soccer and women and, and women's soccer. We're recording this on Monday. Yesterday, we saw England with a huge win to win uh, the European Championship and bring it home, as it were. Uh, first off, how did that resonate where where you are? Um, and more importantly, you know, you are a product of 
1999 in, in, in essence, right? And, you know, we've seen so many comparisons and compares and contrasts even over the last 24 hours with what this moment is going to mean for soccer, for women's soccer, for European soccer, for European women's soccer. How did you experience that um, over the last uh, 24 hours? And do you think that this is going to be the seminal moment that a lot of people think? I think it definitely is. Um, And I think, you know, it'll be just like 99, whereas it's not like it was every single day. It's like it solved some huge societal problems, but it was a massive turning point. And I think that that's what I think this event will be. Do I think that there will still be you know, some days where there's small crowds at a WSL game and then everybody goes back and forth. Like, you know, is this the growth that we saw? I mean, there's going to be like ebbs and flows in the evolution of, of, you know, the game in, in women's soccer. Um, but I, I think that this is a cultural turning point for England, similar to, you know, Brandy taking her shirt off and this like just unleashing of, of, uh, I guess, female empowerment. When I was over at Arsenal for a year and a half, um, it was really frustrating for me at some time, uh, sometimes just the way that, that football was seen over there for women, because it was like, you had this huge infrastructure, you had the clubs behind it, the potential was like right there. And it like, it just stunned me because, you know, coming from the US, it's, it's so much newer in the US, right? But just the appreciation for women's football and like the respect, I guess, of women playing and, and you know, doing, you know, uh, their dream career, I guess, was just like way ahead in, in the U.S. from when I was there. So it frustrated me because I was like, everything's here to do this right, to do this successfully. Um, so at that point, it was just like the societal like norms that were holding it back or old school, you know, thinking. And so that was incredibly frustrating for me. Um, so I knew that by hosting this tournament, by doing, uh, you know, a great job on the pitch, that it was going to be absolutely incredible. So I think that it will be, I, uh, I have huge hopes and, um, yeah, I'm really proud of, proud of them. Leah Williamson is the captain of the team. And, and she's somebody that I say, uh, she'll probably be the CEO of Arsenal Football Club one day. Like she's that impressive. Even when I was over there with her, we roomed together. She was like 20 years old. I was 33 years old, and I would be asking her for like advice about stuff. And she was <laughs> she was like so wise and like cool. And um, yeah, so the future is bright over there. And uh, yeah, again, I think if, if I can influence it over here, I, I think that I had some influence over at Arsenal when I would sort of. Um, stand up and just say like this is ridiculous like for instance like why why do the academy boys that are 17 years old they have priority over our pitches and like you know using facilities and stuff like that and everybody would just be like yeah i don't know that's just the way it is and it's like no it doesn't have to be the way that it is like we just have to kind of continue to change the way that we think so um listen i'll be outspoken about some things uh here in ireland i'm sure and uh just continue to give people hope and um belief and but mostly it that comes as a byproduct Lex we know that if you focus too much on that and don't get results on the field it doesn't really matter um so I'm over here to to compete and and we have some matches they're actually in their season right now so they have some um some uh, left we have eight league games left in the season and a cup and of course the big journey 
on August 18th, <laughs> heading over Slovenia. So we're, we got to start from the bottom. We're like a minnow here. So we got to we got to go to Slovenia and win a game and then hopefully win another game. And then, you know, if, if we can do that, then we're in the next group in September of Champions League matches where we would have two more matches. So it's like you got to win to even make the main stage. So um, I think we can do it. I'm excited. and Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. All right. So listen, listen, two more, two more questions before you, before you go. Like I said, you know, you got to go train and you got your family and you got an amazing experience that you have uh, there. I, I can't, I can't let you go without talking about the U.S. Uh, women's national team. We are a year out from the World Cup in Australia and, and New Zealand. This is a team that's gone through a, a bunch of changes. Seeing what you're seeing, we just finished watching, um, you know, Copa America and we just watched obviously the Euros and we're seeing all these teams and, and definitely the evolution and the growth of a lot of these teams. How do you think that the U.S. women's national team right now under Vlakon Donovsky is positioned? And then I guess most importantly, how do you think they are going to do a year from now, given you know the, the continued growth of all of these other teams that are gunning and trying to stop the U.S. from getting that amazing three-peat, something that's never been done in men's or women's? I think we have a good chance. I mean, listen, it's... Uh I think like every year we're, we're number one in the world still. I think that's well-deserved. Um, you know, didn't give up many goals in qualifiers and, uh, and scored a lot. I know that it's, you know, just CONCACAF as people will say, but, um, it, you know, it, it still takes a lot of focus to, to get that done. And, you know, it, what a relief it is to qualify for the world cup and the Olympics. So that's something that's unique. That's never uh, been done in like one tournament. So I think that that just sort of alleviates one more, cycle of kind of um you know unnecessary matches and preparations and things like that and you can mm -hmm. just focus on the the, the team and the, the talent um i think it is a transition time i mean no there's no question about it i think uh Adamofsky is trying to get get the formula right of how many veterans how many younger players i mean the future is bright we're all we have a huge player pool in the u.s there's always going to be talent coming through um, and so I, I like the looks of like, uh, of Sophia Smith and, and Trini Rodman. I think the, the future is really exciting. Um, I also think that it will take some veteran leadership. So I love seeing Alex stepping up. Um, you know, I think that there'll be herself and, and, and a number of others, whether it's Megan, whether it's press or Tobin, that will be sort of leading the charge. Um, and I think they have a really good chance. Uh, you know, a three-peat would be incredible and never done before. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see in, uh, in Australia. 
last question. And this is a question that I ask a lot of people. And look, you know, your your knowledge and your value is in soccer. All right. Men's, women's, it really doesn't matter. Obviously, we've talked a lot about women's soccer here. And we've talked a lot about, you know, what you're doing in Europe and what is happening around the world. Uh, when it comes to American soccer, and you've been around a long time, you've seen a lot of stuff on and off the field. What is something that you think American soccer needs to change? Either something that we we are doing on or off the field um, that is that is either holding us back or hurting us uh, when, when it comes to the continued evolution and growth uh, growth of the game. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that this could be a long and heated debate with somebody like yourself, Alexi. But uh, I think at least having like a a promotion relegation of a few levels, maybe even just two levels, could create a whole nother dynamic um, for the NWSL and maybe the MLS as well. Uh, I just think that it will like sort of propel the game in the US in the eyes of other countries, which could only be good for investment, for players, mm-hmm. for, um, yeah, for fan base to sort of, you know, live and, and breathe their teams. It just, I think it just, there, there is just no comparison to having to like stay up or, you know, or get, or get relegated, get promoted. It's just that it it drives every single day of the league in a way that in my opinion, playoffs is just not quite the same of every single game being like analyzed, being watched. Everybody's looking at the table all the time. Like, I don't know. I just don't think that it's quite the same with playoff football. So uh, that would be one thing. I th- I think uh, I would love to see some more soccer shows like your set, like your, like you you guys put on. Just like um, yeah, just so it's ingrained in the culture. So you know, every weekend, you know, you're seeing all the highlights and and they're right in front of your face. So you know, general public just kind of knows more of the names of the results, what's going on. Uh, it does have to pierce, pierce the culture a little bit more. That's what I would say would, would need to change. All right. Well, listen, you, you, you got work to do. You got things much better things to do than, uh, than sit here and talk to me, but thank you so much for talking to us here on the state of the union. I wish you all the luck in the world, uh, in terms of what's happening on the field and your return to the game after three years and off the field, because I know that this is going to be an incredible experience. And, and I just want to say this about you before, uh, before we go, um, you know, while on the surface, there might be some that will look at this as, you know, just a, uh, a a glorified return to the game to just scratch, scratch a niche. I know from knowing you over the years that you are taking this seriously, that you are going to give everything uh, of yourself, your body and mind to uh, Shelburne FC and to this league. And uh, if there's anybody, I think that I would want to have that box checked, it, it would be you. Because I know how much the game means to you, and I know how much the experience in the game has meant to you as a player. And look, you got a you got a long future away from the game ahead of you, and that your body still enables you to be able to go uh, to go do that. Well done. Well done. Um, stay healthy. Okay. Because we want to see you again. Uh, that, that moment when she gets to check that box will come here in a few weeks, August 18th, Shelburne, uh, versus a team from Slovenia called, oh my goodness, Peru, Peruja. I'm just, that's how I'm pronouncing it. You'll figure it out when, uh, when you get there, but, uh, best of luck, uh, best of luck there. Be safe. 
um, and uh, and come back safe and come back with all of these incredible experiences that you are going to have. The great Heather O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen. Anything to say before we leave, Heather? Uh, That's it. That's all. You don't need to say anything. You, you look great. Love you, my Oh, friend. my goodness. Uh, I love you, too. I love you, too. I love you, too. Uh, my best to everyone over there. Thank you for tuning in uh, to this special State of the Union podcast with Heather O'Reilly. Uh, follow her. Uh, follow her uh, on the uh, social media platforms out there and anywhere else because she's an amazing uh, woman doing amazing things for the game. Not just the women's game, but for the game out there. And that's what we need on a consistent basis. All right. Same time, same place uh, next week. And as always, size the day. 